Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast, where we come to you live on day 18 of the uh, <laughs> ongoing Damian Lillard saga. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Back from Vegas, Summer League is in the books. Uh, so now we sit around and wait for um, a Damian Lillard trade to happen or not happen. Yeah, uh, I feel like at the beginning of this thing, again, I think I said this last week, we thought it was going to happen quickly. Now I get the sense that we could be going into August, maybe even September, yep. like without a resolution. So buckle up. This might take a while. Uh, well, of course, touch on some summer league stuff to close things out. The Heat, uh, you know, taking out some of their frustrations on the uh, on the Blazers summer league <laughs> team. On, uh, does that, does that mean they get Damian Lillard? That they won that yeah, game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, some good, uh, Orlando Robinson stuff. That's obviously yeah. uh, kind of the, the big takeaway, I think from the, uh, back half of summer league, we'll, we'll touch on that in the second half, but, um, we'll start with the Damian Lillard situation, even though there's not really anything new here. Um, what's the latest? What, how, I mean, like you said, it feels like we're going to be, I, we talked about it a little bit last week that it feels like this is going to go for a long time. Yeah. Um, definitely still feels that way a week later. Yeah, I think I tweeted this yesterday, like how many different ways can it be reported that the Blazers <laughs> and the Heat are like basically in a yeah. trade stare down where like everything has stalled. Um, it feels like every day. wearing out the com <laughs> right now. <laughs> Everybody, even me, like I just don't know, like I'm trying to like write, think of new ways to write this and I'm, I'm going to do it again on this podcast. But like, yeah, like things the talks haven't picked yeah. up. Um I heard in Vegas, Portland really hasn't engaged much, which is kind of weird, right? Like you would think, okay, Damian Lillard wants to be traded. He's made it known. He wants to be traded to the Heat. But they really haven't engaged or been that, like, proactive in finding a deal. The Heat are like, okay, well, you know, like, this is our offer. We're not going to – there's nobody else bidding for Damian Lillard at this point because he said he only wants to play for the Heat. This is what it is. And, and basically, like I said, they're in a kind of a who's going to blink first type of thing. Uh, and there's – I guess kind of no rush because now everyone goes on vacation after summer league training camp is almost basically three months away, two and a half months away. Um, so this is, has all the makings of the, something that that's going to linger for most of the off season. It doesn't seem that's good. Something that's going to happen tomorrow or in two days or this week. I mean, I guess it could, right? Like I was talking to somebody with the heat and they're like, yeah, this, this feels like it's going to take a while, but all it takes is one call, right? Like right. Joe Cronin wakes up tomorrow and says, well, I just want to get this done. I'm going to go on a trip to, to Italy in two days. I want to get this done before I leave. Maybe that changes things. But for right now, it just seems like this is going to take a while. Someone even told me, which I thought was interesting, and I don't know if it, I don't know if I buy it 100%, but someone told me that has some knowledge of kind of what's going on. They're not even convinced Portland wants to trade. They mean, <laughs> at this point, like it almost feels like they're, they're trying to find a way to like maybe change his mind or just take a while, mm-hmm. delay this and see if Damien's says, well, I'll be part of this. So, a lot of weird things going on. I, you know, I think at the end of the day, he will end up getting dealt. But, yeah, that's, I just want to put that out there. Like, some people think that maybe Portland is trying to make this, like, salvage this and not have to trade him. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it could be similar, I guess, to the Kevin Durant situation. Yeah. But the difference is that the uh, the Nets, on paper, were one of the best teams in the league if they had Kevin Durant. The Blazers, on paper, with Damian Lillard, are, like, maybe a play-in team basically so it's it's a different incentive structure i think and and you know i I get what i get why they 
might think that way. Um, but if you know that that's if they because if they don't get a good offer, like what are, you know, is it worth giving Damien Lillard up for what they perceive to be is like 50 cents or 30 cents on the dollar, which I don't think is probably actually how they perceive this. I think I still have to imagine a lot of this is posturing. And like I said, there's no rush to get a deal done right now. Um, I kind of wish the Wizards had handled the Bradley Beal thing <laughs> similarly, uh, instead of just taking the first guy who offered them three second round picks. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, I don't have a lot of different thoughts necessarily than I did last week where I, I, to me, both sides, as we said last week, the Blazers certainly have no incentive to get this done anytime soon. They're not getting anything, especially now, like you said, they're going on vacation. It's not even like they're going to get this annoying, like press conferences are happening and it's looping everything, right? Like who cares if it's lingering over the franchise, there's nothing happening. I mean, maybe like, some of the business side people would like to know, like, is they're trying to like sell season ticket packages or uh, advertising and stuff, stuff like that. Right. We said the NBA schedule schedule comes out. Yeah. But from basketball operations, there's no, they get nothing out of it. There's no difference between trading Damian Lillard right now and and trading Damian Lillard uh, six weeks from now. That's uh, a month from now, six weeks from now, we're getting pretty close to September and, and then it's starting to get a little hairy, but yeah, you know, basically, as long as they get it done before camp, who cares from their perspective? And from the Heat perspective, um, you know, we, as we said last week, maybe there's a, eventually become some urgency to get it done before the leverage starts to – before someone else becomes involved, right? But um, for right now, if there's no competition, there's no reason to rush and get the deal done. Again, for the Heat, again, marketing, business side, like they'd love to be able to put Damian Lillard's poster up, you know, poster of Damian Lillard out front of – the Kaseya Center uh, next week if they could, right? But uh, basketball operations, it, it's like who cares and yeah. as long as you get done by September. The fact – I'll say it's like I, I agree with you with all that, but the fact that some people think that Portland – they're like they're not convinced Portland even wants to trade Damian Lillard kind of shows yeah. you kind of where things are right now. That right. They, like they just haven't really engaged much at this – you know, for, for whatever reason, whether it's just like they're trying to wait it out to see if – Lillard softens his stance or more teams get involved, like you said, or they just don't feel like they're in a rush because they don't love Miami's offer. And there's, you know, again, two and a half months before practices start, whatever it is, like it just kind of shows you that there really hasn't been like these serious discussions, maybe that was made out to be at the beginning of this process. Like it's been very slow moving at this point. It seems pretty quiet, honestly. Um, The second thing I would say is the one thing that I think could speed up this process, other than the heat, like offering the house pretty much, is uh-huh. Damian Lillard speaking out, which he has. I mean, his agent, right, has come out and said some things. Right. Uh, and, and maybe it wouldn't push the Blazers to make a trade, like, right away, but I think it could speed up the process. Like, if Dame comes out and just is like, I'm done with this. Like, I want to be moved. I made my intentions clear. Like, I'm not coming back to Portland. and kind of puts pressure on, Portland, on the Blazers. I don't know if he'll do that. He hasn't, like, done that publicly yet. Uh, but that's kind of, like, if Dame wants to be moved soon, he probably would do something like that to kind of speed things up. Yeah, that's, um, you know, and that's part of like, Damian Lillard wants to go to Miami, but I don't think, I mean, he doesn't want to screw Portland, right? Like that's, right. I mean, we yeah. talked about that like a month ago when these, these talks first came to be like, you know, they, they want to, they don't want to end this on acrimonious terms. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, that that's the one move he has left to make. And we'll see if he makes it eventually. But, again, not not a whole lot of a rush to do it now. But no. now it's, like, it gets quiet, right? Like, talk shows are, you know, ESPN programs and podcasts and all that kind of stuff are, are looking for stuff to fill. Like, people are going to be trying to get the Damian Lillard interview, right, in the next uh, couple weeks here when there's, like, nothing else to really talk about. So we'll see. I mean, feels like the kind of thing that – like you said, guys are on vacation now. Know, end of July, beginning of August, maybe it, it kind of picks back up. But um, you know, it, like I said, there's not there's not a whole lot to add. I think differently than we said last week. I, I I get everyone's perspective on this, and I don't. I think everyone is kind of handling this probably the best way you can. It makes sense that there's not a trade because there's no we don't have a deadline, and um, you know, both teams should be trying to hold out for their best offer as long as they can basically um one storyline that has kind of surfaced in the last few days of kind of a secondary thing but coming off you know this whole this conversation with Damian Lillard is Tyler Hero right like his name has been part of pretty much every hypothetical offer that he could make for for Damian Lillard and that's that's obvious right like he's going to be part of the package most likely if if they pull off this trade do you feel like Damian uh, do you feel like Tyler Hero has been kind of treat unfairly and just the narrative, the outside narrative of like the, the offer isn't good. Tyler hero can't be a centerpiece of a trade like that. He doesn't have much value. He's not like, you know, a guy that could be an all-star. Like, do you feel like he's been um, basically unfairly kind of portrayed uh, yeah, by, the, by media, by Twitter, by, by all, all both. I'd be pissed on at everyone if I was him, right? The fact that he is the, you know, I know it comes to the territory, but his name has been, in, he was, a like all rookie guys a rookie he was sixth man of the year two years ago he was the starter on a team that went to the finals this year um and he's been in trade rumors every year like that's got to be annoying it has to be annoying like i i know it's the business but like you know if, if anyone had any job it's a human all, being yeah it's a human being yeah, all yeah. These rumors that uh we're gonna get rid of this guy it, it would suck it doesn't matter how much money yeah. you're making um so I get that, obviously. And then, yeah, I, I think um, – and, again, I, I I think it depends where you look, right, the Tyler – what people are saying about Tyler Hero. Like, I, I don't like this idea that just everyone is like, ah, oh, Tyler sure. Hero, not, not a good player. Um, I think part of that is probably – and we discussed this, I think, last week or the week before. Just he, He's not really a good fit with what the Blazers are building necessarily. Like, I'm, I'm sure they don't seem to value him – very highly i'm sure that's painting a lot of the narrative around tyler right the fact that if the blazers don't want him then must not be that good but they're obviously as we discussed brooklyn seems to want him san antonio's like teams want him good teams want him greg popovich apparently thinks he's a good player like um so it depends where you look a little bit i think a little bit of it is being painted by the um the fact that portland what Portland thinks about him, but at the same time, like, again, he's, he's valuable. And I think he ultimately will be valuable if he is part of a trade, whether it's him as the quote unquote centerpiece of the trade to Portland, or as we said, maybe they trade him for a first round pick uh, somewhere else. And, you know, his, as we said, his, his value is at least one first round pick, I think. And, you know, unless like, Portland, if they're waiting for something better than Tyler Hero, and again, I know that the whole, uh, he might not be the best fit possible, mm-hmm. um, 
there's just not going to be a like there's not an all star out there that's going to get traded right, right. unless Jalen Brown. That's the only one. Like you're kind of split. Like the other guy, Maxi, is a name that's been out there a little bit as a. Um, but he's not like available. Point. He, right. Yeah. So like, it's like. But again, like again, you're splitting hairs. Like yeah. whoever you're gonna get, it's. So I guess the thing with Tyler Hero is he's not an all star, right? And when you get like a tier below that, whatever all star top. I don't know, what is he, like a top 50 guy in the league probably, like somewhere in that 40 to 50 range, something like that. Um, yeah, once you get there, you're kind of splitting hairs, and, and you do worry about things other than, like, just get the best guy available. You do worry about fit. You worry about guys who um, play certain styles that you as an organization or a coach favor. Um, so I, to me, I think if you're – out there saying Tyler Hero is like a negative asset or just like not that good, like that's wrong. But I do get where he's not, where you might think a guy like Tyrese Max, even if you don't think he's necessarily better than Tyler Hero, you might think he's a better fit or something. Or, or you know, yeah. More once you get out of that maybe. top yeah. 25 yeah. or whatever, it's like you can really it's like sub- it's kind it's of all, it becomes yeah. more subjective as you yeah. get further away from the top 10, top 20. Yeah, and you, and you bring up Jalen Brown, and that's another another name that's kind of come up, even though, yeah. again, it's not really an option because Damian Lillard said he doesn't want to go to Boston. So, again, that's uh-huh. like, you have to say that first. Um, Jalen Brown is up for a Supermax this year. Right. And he could sign the biggest contract in NBA history, like the first $300 million contract. So, again, I do think Jalen Brown is better than Tyler Hero. Yeah, definitely. Better two-way player. But if you think about that contract – I mean, it doesn't make sense kind of for Portland to do something like that. Like, why would they rebuilding acquire a guy who, yeah, I don't think they can give him that Supermax deal, right? Because they're not his own team. But the point is, he's going to make a lot of money. Um, and if they acquire a guy like that, they're going to be on the hook for a lot of money. So uh, Tyler Hero is, you know, starting a four-year, $130 million contract. But that's a big difference from whatever Jillian Brown's about to get. Uh, so, I, you know, that, again, money paints these conversations, right? Like, Tyler Hero mm-hmm. is still... On his rookie deal, I'm sure this would be a much different uh, kind of conversation. But um, I do believe that Tyler Hero has been, you know, again, like you said, not everybody has been criticizing Hero and kind of, you know, making him out to be this negative asset. But the people who have, I, th- I think it has been kind of unfair. Tyler Hero is a yeah. good player. He's gotten better. He's averaged 20 points a game twice in his career. He's 23 years old. Um I wrote this thing last week. Uh, among those drafted into the NBA since 2019, Hero is one of only six players who has averaged at least 20 points per game in the regular season at least twice during their careers. The others are Zion, LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, Darius Garland, and Jada Morant. All those guys are considered some of the best young stars yeah. in the NBA. Not saying Hero is better than those guys, but this kind of shows you the type of player he is and the type of scorer he is. So um, the Blazers could definitely do worse than Hero. I know he's not yeah. a great fit, but they could definitely do worse. It is funny. It feels like a year ago he was more valuable. He was coming off sixth man of the year. Yeah. Um, obviously, the team went to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, and he was playing the whole way pretty much. Um, and then we came back this year, and we're like, oh, he's even better. Like, yeah. you look at his numbers across the board, he, he got better. Um, and now it feels like he's less valuable because he doesn't – because he went into the starting lineup and wasn't quite as good, and like, the hurt. team wasn't as good, and then he got hurt, and the team went on a run. Like, yeah. um, it feels like some recency bias, I think. Um, where I don't know, maybe if he like if 
if he gets hurt and, and then they lose to the Bucks, his, his value feels like would be higher. Um, do, do you think Hero's going to be better? Or if they just lose to the Bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think that painted a lot of the, the conversation yeah. as well, like their success without him. But do you think Hero could be, bet, better than Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons? I know right now it's all kind of we're just kind of projecting. Yeah. But, I mean, is that crazy? Is that crazy to say? Like, it, no, I, I think it. I mean, he's definitely a more known commodity than those guys. Um, I don't know. Has Shaden Sharp done anything yet? Like he was yeah. in the dunk contest. He's all potential, and I get why they value that. Yeah, um, and he's cheaper, cheaper, cheaper contract and all that. But still, yeah. like, it's not crazy. It's like it's not like. It's out of this question that Tyler could end up being better than. I mean, and Tyler Hero. Some of those guards. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up both guys' basketball reference right now. He's the same age as uh, Anthony Simons, I think, right? And is, is a much more accomplished player to this point. He's actually younger than Anthony Simons. Is he younger, younger. younger than Anthony yeah. Simons? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Again, those two guys, I think, because of how athletic they are, um, and they're kind of like Mr. Like no one was watching Portland last year. Yeah. Um, seeing the highlights and those guys produce good highlights because they're, you know, two of the better dunkers in the league. Um, I don't know, like sh- sharp, short, like he's young. What is he? 19 years old, 20 years old now. Mm-hmm. Like I totally get the, the, like the excitement about his potential. Um, but I mean, I would much rather have Tyler here than Amphrey Simons. I don't, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. It doesn't feel like it should be. Yeah. I, 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 I don't disagree with you. I just think it's it's kind of like I don't know, people people are just assuming like oh they have they have guards already like they're good yeah Tyler Hero could be again he's more expensive but he could end up being better than some of those guys yeah so. and you know what he was really good as a six man there's that too okay uh, let's switch gears and wrap up with summer league um, Orlando Robinson as we said kind of the story of of the back half the be- beginning of summer league was obviously all about Jovic. And Hakez, uh, they get hurt and, um, you know, puts a little bit of a, a damper on the excitement around Summer League. But Orlando Robinson was really good pretty much from start to finish in Summer League. Um, what, is that, what does that mean for the Heat's outlook this year? I mean, it's not a bad thing, right? All yeah. Summer League first team. Um, you definitely saw some improvement. He was Again, one of the best players in yeah. all of Summer League, which for an undrafted guy in his second year, like that's impressive. It seems like the Heat did it again by finding some undrafted player that's going to turn into a guy who probably should have been drafted. Um, but I think the most encouraging thing is, again, the three-point shot. We've touched on it in the last few weeks, but that's something we didn't really see last year. Yeah, uh, do, you, do you think that's for real? Like, Again, I worry a little bit if it's a little bit of a yurt situation. Yurt seven thing? Yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, we'll see, right? I don't know. I mean, he did take a lot in summer league, and and they and Cron Butler, the Heat summer league coach and assistant coach, spoke before summer league started about wanting, like, basically, Orlando Robinson trying to figure out how he could help the main team. Right. And he, by expanding his skill set and include, you know, adding this three point shot, that is a one way he can help the, the yeah. team because he's not the most athletic guy. He's not the guy who's you know you know is like a, a great role threat or or like uh you know a guy you can just throw all the oops to in the paint like he's not the type of center if he can stretch the floor with a three point shot just a guy let's take two a game let's say um and hit 35 36 percent you have to respect him I mean that's useful 
especially mm-hmm. if, if you need size and you need a guy to play next to Bam, like that makes him a candidate to play next to Bam. Um, so I think that was probably the most encouraging thing. And then he looks he looks more comfortable defensively. He didn't really make as many mistakes as maybe la- he did last year. Um, good toucher on the basket still, which he had last year. Good his post uh, game has gotten a little better. Um, but again, I think the, the three-point shot is really the most encouraging part of what we saw in Summer League. He shot 8 of 21 during Summer League from three, which is 38%. Solid number. I think that's an average mm-hmm. of um, three and a half attempts a game. Um, so just just solid. Um, and he definitely – it looked like Jovic was going to be the story for the Heat during Summer League early yeah. on. Uh, but after, you know, Jovic missed the final, I think, three games. And, and Hawkins obviously had a good start, but then he only played one complete game because of his shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Orlando Robinson was the story uh, from Heat Summer League this year. And he'll, he'll have, I think he'll have a chance. I don't know if he will get it, but I think he'll have a chance to compete for the backup center role. Yeah, so that's a, they went and got yeah. Thomas Bryant. Um, yeah. But it doesn't feel like, you know, doesn't feel like Thomas Bryant is just being like. No. Obviously, they signed him with the thought, all right, this, this guy could be our backup center. Sure. Right? I can't imagine they signed him and were like, this is our backup center. We've got this position figured out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Orlando Robinson feels like have he a has say. to get a shot. Yeah. No, I think he'll get a shot. I think they feel like they have it figured out with those three, right? Which is a good right. treat. Like, yes. good, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have Bam at center playing 35 minutes, 35 plus minutes a game, and then basically either Thomas Bryant or Orlando Robinson as a backup, and then whoever doesn't win that backup job is a third center. And even if Orlando Robbins is your third center, like you're you're set. So you kind of see why they didn't bring back Yurt at this point, right? If they really felt this comfortable with Orlando and they kind of saw this development behind mm-hmm. the scenes, that they knew he was gonna have and a good summer. Kevin Love in the mix too. And Kevin like, Love too. Yeah, they're they're pretty like center position last year was such an issue, right? We were like, can they can they get productive minutes from anybody not named? I mean, we got we were fired up when Orlando <laughs> Robinson showed up in yeah. like December or whenever that was. Yeah, and he, and he did place. he did. He did a good job to start, and then he kind of tailed off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And production wasn't as good, and then they got Cody Zeller, which was solid, right? Did yeah. serviceable for the most part until the playoffs. Um, but I think now with their this trio, and then like I said, Kevin Love also being an option to play some center minutes and some small ball lineups, um, they have that. It, that's the one thing I think you can take away from this offseason so far, especially with what Orlando Robinson did. They're in a good spot at the center position. Yeah, that's the one the one spot on the right. You know, obviously we we've talked a lot about what they've lost this this summer, but it does feel like that should be, um, just a, a you know Thomas Bryant is they're like basically he's the Cody Zeller replacement, and I don't know I think he's a better player than Cody Zeller. Yeah, yeah, and I think one thing we we will be interesting like in training camp and preseason and even like early on in the regular season is. Do they play more two big lineups this year? Because every like all three of those guys now can shoot threes. Like Thomas Bryant has been a good three point shooter in his career. Kevin Love mm-hmm. obviously can shoot threes. Now Orlando Robinson has kind of shown he gets a three point yeah. shot. So well, like size was such an issue last year. And I know that he probably won't go to this primarily, but maybe in certain matchups, will Eric Spolstra feel more comfortable playing a lineup with Bam and Thomas Bryant for a few minutes? Or Bam and Kevin. Oh, we saw Bam and Kevin Love a lot, but Bam and Orlando yeah. Robinson. Like we might see that more often this year. Um, because we did see that as kind of a little bit of a weakness. Teams were able to take advantage of yeah. the heat size at times, and now it feels like they have more counters uh, to that with this, you know, with Orlando Robinson and then with the addition of Thomas Bryant. Yeah, it's a little bit of a throwback to the Myers Leonard Kelly Olynyk yeah. combos that we we talk about uh, so often that they've kind of been yearning to get back to. And um, yeah, they're gonna. I mean, we got to see what they do. Uh, we got to see what Orlando Robinson does. Like you said, in the regular season, we've seen a lot of summer league wonders over the years, um, who 
don't some you know I, usually I feel pretty good about a good summer league performance is a pretty good indication that you're going to be like a pretty at least like a serviceable NBA player I was looking I was actually like looking through the list of summer league MVPs and gotta say like it's a really impressive list like pretty much every one of those they guys usually pan like, out yeah usually panned out um now we're not talking about Orlando Robinson was a summer league MVP but still first team all all summer league top five yeah yeah top I, five I, I think there. I think it is. But they, sometimes they, sometimes though, right? they look different than we saw them yeah. look in the summer league, right? Like and he's I, not going to shoot three and a half threes a game because he's not sure. going to play enough and he's not going to have the ball in his hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I think also centers, like that's the one position you wonder like how real it is because there aren't that many great centers. That's like true. even in the even in the G League, like you put a big guy in there that's skilled, he's gonna produce big numbers because there just aren't that many like serviceable mm-hmm. centers. Like it's not a very deep position. Yeah. Um. So that's like you wonder again, was he just taking advantage of big guys who, especially you know, young that big men, yeah. issues a lot, and he's yeah. an older one of the older like guys there in summer league. Yeah, yeah, but I I'm gonna give him better for the doubt, and you know we'll see. You, you, it's hard to criticize him after what he did in summer league, right? So yeah. I think it's more of a wait and see kind of to see how it translates uh, to the main team, his role there, and against better competition. Do you do you think it changed the Heat's perspective at all, or do they kind of expect? Him to look pretty good there. It feels like they expect him to look pretty good considering they gave him a standard contract before summer. Before league. summer, they league. didn't have to do that. Like yeah. they had him as a restricted free agent. They could have waited to see you know what he did in summer league. It must have been their thinking was he's probably going to be really good. He might get a be- better contract for somebody else. Let's lock mm-hmm. him up for seventy five thousand guaranteed. Like I don't. Yeah. If if they would have waited till after summer league, I don't know if they would have been able to get him on this contract where they basically again offered him seventy five thousand guaranteed. They might have had to. Give him a fully guaranteed deal, like in that first year. Maybe the rest partially guaranteed. Right. Um, so it was kind of, I think, considering how everything played out, it was the right move by them to do that in advance. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the next thing I want to, I, we're going to talk about Jamal yeah. Payne now, but he was in a similar situation. Right. They still have not. He's a restricted free agent. They still have not given him the contract. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. It's very interesting yeah. because it, he's been a, he's done all the right things. He's gotten better. I feel like. Um, I feel like the assumption was he'll get that Orlando Robinson contract at some point. Um, and they've kind of been hesitant uh, to give him that deal. So I don't know what's going to happen with him. I don't know if he'll be back. Um, but that's the one thing. That's the one remaining like free agent from the Heat's roster last year. Still out there. Mm-hmm. And there's no indication that they're in a rush to really find a resolu- resolution with him. What do you think that would be? Not to sound like Brian Windhorst. Yeah. I, I don't – like, he's a restricted free agent, right? So he has an offer sheet. If he signs the offer sheet, he'll basically be back in a two-way with the Heat. Uh-huh. So worst-case scenario, he could do that. I do know he doesn't want to be on a two-way. He wants a standard contract. He feels like he deserves a standard contract. Yep. I don't necessarily disagree with him. I think his game translates pretty well to the NBA. Versatile defender from guard one through four, pretty much. His three-point shot looks better. He's very athletic. Um, guy who, by all accounts, works hard. Has uh, kind of fit in well with the Heat and their system. Has gotten better. Um, decent rebounder. Can play off the ball. Like, doesn't need the ball in his hands to make an impact. So I, I, I don't disagree with him. But it just seems like, I don't know, it must, they must not be sold that he's like a true NBA player, right? Because if they were, they would have signed him yeah. already. I, you know, I, I don't know if they're waiting for Jamal maybe to get an offer from somebody else, get an offer sheet, and then they put pressure on the Heat to match. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that a few teams have, like, kicked the tires with Jamal and kind of are interested I, he hasn't, you know, signed an offer sheet with another team yet, um, but we'll see if that happens. If if that does happen, and he gets an, you know, 
a minimum, you know, an offer sheet for a minimum contract from another team and he brings it to the Heat, the Heat will have two days to match. So we'll know how they really feel about Jamal if that happens because they'll may have to make a quick decision. Uh, but for now, it just seems like they're kind of just trying to wait it out. Um, and, I've, and I've heard, like, what I was told is if, like, the right guy comes uh, right guy comes available or the right guy shows interest in the Heat, they'll sign a – like, they have 13 guys in standard contracts right now. They'll mm-hmm. sign a 14th guy. Um, which makes me think is, like, well, why don't you deal with Jamal then? If, right? <laughs> like, if, 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 mm-hmm. if you feel that way, like, why don't you deal with Jamal? So it is kind of – I don't know. It, it, it's surprising. Yeah. Um, last one before uh, we take off, and we'll probably take next week off unless there's Damian Lillard yeah. news, which I don't think we're expecting at this point. Uh, when will Goran Dragic sign with the Heat? After the Damian Lillard trade. Once they clear out some roster spots? Yeah, right? Like, once they see, like, is Kyle Lowry in the train? Is he gone? Like, mm-hmm. do they really need a backup point guard? I think that stuff will happen after the Damian Lillard trade, if it happens, if it ever happens. Um, but this, it's no secret, right? Goran's gone on record with like a bunch of publications. He's basically like out there, out of the arena, outside the arena with a sign saying he wants to come back to the Heat. At this he's got point. the, the like, boombox over his head. <laughs> yeah, like he wants to come back. He wants Playing to play the Heat. The is heat. on. I, at this point, I don't think. I, I, I mean, maybe I might be stretching it, but I don't, I don't know if he would just play for free at this point. <laughs> All the money he's made in his career, like he wants to come back here. Uh, I think his kids still live here. Um, He's still down here a lot whenever he can. Like he was so happy last year the Bucks played the Heat in the playoffs because that meant extended time <laughs> in Miami. Uh, so yeah, it's no secret he wants to be here. I I don't know. This is just my gut. This is not reporting, but I kind of think like he'll probably end up here this year. Like the fact that he wants say, to be so here. If you, if you think Dam- back we still card. think Damian Lillard's going to be on the Heat, does that mean you think that yeah Goran's going to be on the team too? Like I. Yeah, I think so because even if like even if Lowry isn't in the trade, which he might be, but even if Lowry isn't in the trade, I would assume that eventually at some point this season they'll probably trade Kyle because he's an expiring deal. It just makes mm-hmm. sense to trade him for even like just another expiring or maybe some money that a team wants to get off of that's multi-year but might be useful to the Heat. Like, it just makes sense for the Heat to trade Kyle at some point. So if that's the case and they know they're probably going to do that, you need another point guard. Right. And if Goran's available and wants to come, why not? Right, you it's a good worse. story. Yeah. You can do worse. You're losing Udonis Haslam. You need another culture guy in the locker room to kind of fill the void. Goran isn't exactly UD, but he brings some of that. He's mm-hmm. he's you know, very respected within the organization, so um, it just makes sense. But how long will this take? Will Goran wait a month, two months for this to be resolved? I guess we'll see. Yeah, I wonder if like is he at the point where it's like heat or nothing, or is he would he yeah, have to know. play next year for for someone else that we don't know? So yeah. All right. Um, I think we can take off there. Um, be sure to follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Tweet at him relentlessly asking when the Damian Lillard trade is going to happen. It's, it's one of his favorite things. So uh, <laughs> you can pester him there. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, David. On, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, quiet time, obviously. Marlon's not, not playing well either right now. So, uh Finally quieting down. Messy, messy though. That's true, messy. I, I'm going to be at the game on Friday. Are you Are you going to any of these first couple games? I'll be working the second one on Tuesday. Okay, nice. So I'll be on messy duty. We're both on messy duty for the next few weeks. Yeah, that'll be fun, I guess. I'm, I was very glad I was not there on Sunday. Yeah, that that didn't look fun to me. <laughs> the rain, <laughs> the weather just seemed out of kind of out of control. Um, let's hope for no rain in the games we covered. Yes, exactly. 
Um, All right. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.